Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Fair Ones and Fairways. Noel Sosa in here with the Hurricane, Fernando Rivas. What's up, brother? Not much, man. Uh, just another another crazy week of fights. <laughs> Controversial. You know, I feel like I jinxed Loma a little bit with, with my prediction, but... You were talking about controversy. You yeah, said it yeah, was going to yeah. happen, <laughs> and it looks like we got a bit of that. Uh, obviously, we're going to dive deep into it. Uh, coming off the big, big fight, and, and I agree with you, man. You know, last episode, as we previewed... The uh, Haney Lomachenko fight. You said, "Hey, man, last month we had Garcia and Tank." He said, "That was that. That was the appetizer. That was the potatoes. This fight, Haney Lomachenko, is the steak." And I think you were right on the money with that. Uh, we had a high-level matchup. Uh, what they call that? Like a high. It, it was high-level chess with with devastating consequences. Yeah, yeah. And uh, high stakes, all that stuff, man. And uh, they did not disappoint, man. Uh, again, talking about the big uh, fight just happened this past weekend. Devin Haney, Vasily Lomachenko. Where do you want to start with this? Well, I mean, first I want to start by breaking down the fight. You know, if you're a boxing purist, you enjoyed this fight. It was a great fight. But if you're a casual, you also enjoy it because it was pretty exciting as well. So it had a little bit of, of everything for everybody. Close competitive fight. Uh, I was very surprised how Lomachenko, you know, didn't take too long downloading the info. Yeah. He got going. It took about a round and a half, but he started kind of putting it on him. I was very surprised by that. And, uh, yeah, because, you know, like you said, and we normally see from Loma, uh, that's what he does. He downloads yeah. the data and then gets to work a little bit later on in the fight after the first few rounds. But it seems like he stepped on the gas pretty quick. Yeah, he did. Uh, and he started uh, really landing that uh, the left hand. He would finish with a, like a double left hand in a way, and he would tag uh, Haney. But Haney, to his credit, worked the body very well. I think he did a fantastic job working the body. He was countering very effectively. But, yeah, I was more surprised with how Loma got going quick. I think uh, the first half of the fight was kind of even, and then Loma just took over the second half of the fight for me. Um, I did give um, Haney round, I believe it was round seven, I want to say, mm -hmm. and the 12th, and the rest was all Loma to me. You know, he, uh, there was times in the 10th and 11th round when, where, uh, Hayne looked a little bit confused. He looked like, what the, you know, what the hell's going on here? So it, it looked to me like a, a very great performance from Lomachenko, but Haney also had a great performance because he held his own with him. And, you know, at the end of the day, Lomachenko still, you know, they don't call him the Matrix for nothing. Right. And he held his own with him. And, you know, in my eyes, it was 115, 113 Loma. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, you know, even though the ref, the judges got it wrong, I don't think it was a robbery, but it was it was a fight that for me, uh, Loma should have got the the nod. The official score was one fifteen, one thirteen twice, of course, for Haney, and then we had the one sixteen, one twelve turned in by Dave Moretti. Of course, we're going to talk about that here in a minute. Yeah. I do want to go ahead and bring up the uh, the pre fight predictions. Now, you uh, you yeah. had anticipated uh, a decision victory, possible controversy victory for Lomachenko. That yeah. was your take going into the fight. Yeah. My take was that Devin Haney was just going to be too much, just too young in his prime with the skill set, getting ready to go on a run here. Um, this is what surprised me. I didn't see any of that from Devin Haney. Now, don't get me wrong. Um, this was a close fight. Yeah. But I thought Devin Haney would do more, and I was shocked with how aggressive Lomachenko was. It To me, in just my opinion, through my eyes, looked like Lomachenko was leading the dance. Yeah. That, that he was the one dictating the pace of the fight, how the fight happened, where the fight took place, which normally 
gives a, a, a competitor of the victory. Yeah. Um, but it, we seem to not do that. And not saying Devin Haney didn't do nothing because he did. He did a lot of good work. Yeah. A lot of good work. I mean, this was a good fight. Yeah. Uh, it was back and forth. Um, and again, very uh, close fight, no matter which way you look at it. I, I don't think you can, you know, deny that it was it was competitive. Yeah. Um, it wasn't just, you know, like I said, I, I think it was I think it was a close fight. I think it was a close fight. Uh, but Loma, Lomachenko really surprised me, and obviously it looked like he surprised Devin Haney as well. Yeah, no, he looked, he looked like I said, he looked confused a, a few times in that 11th round. Um, and I think the judges were, if they were swayed by anything, it was probably his body work early on. Um, and like I said, he was countering very effectively. And so I think that's what probably did it. And then, of course, the 12th round, I don't know why, but this is now the second big fight Loma's been in where he loses, where he loses the 12th round, and he mm-hmm. loses it kind of obviously. So... You know, and he admitted to uh, to it in the post uh, post fight press conference that he took the round off. He says he just needed to play defense, and you know it bit him in the ass because there's now two times now where he takes a foot off the gas in the twelfth. Is is that something that is that like a residue from like what he used to do in the amateurs? Maybe like he, hey, this guy can't land enough on me to make up what he's lost. Um, or, or, or am I reading too much? Into I mean, that, it, it, it could be. I mean, I know in the amateur system they have a different scoring system. I think they do it. I think I think they count punches. I'm not exactly sure. Well, I know that used to be. I think things I mean, have kind of changed. A I little think. Bit, they, but. Yeah, I think. I do think they switched over to a ten point right. system. It's still kind of weird. Right. But it's a, it's a ten point must system now in the right. amateurs. But back then maybe it was like a punch counter right. counter or something like that. And right. So maybe it was a situation where if you if you had already outscored your opponent by you know x amount of mile, yeah, you probably just take the round off maybe maybe it's that but i mean i don't know yeah it could have been a lot of things i mean yeah and again he admitted to it so uh you know in the press conference saying i thought i was i was ahead and didn't need to you know press forward in that last round didn't need to take no chances which historically is a bad idea bad idea i mean de la jolla trinidad he took perfect example took three rounds off (laughs) in a fight he thought he was winning and well that turned out to be a majority decision loss that's right so i mean you know you can't take your foot off the gas, especially in the championship rounds when you're the challenger. Yeah. You know, like I said, I, I think, again, what shocked me is probably what ended up shocking uh, Devin Haney. Just expected to see Devin do a little bit more, be a little bit more assertive, and I thought he was going to be the one, again, leading the dance, like, yeah. you know, boy, yeah. dictating all those things. I thought, you know, like he said, you saw how easy I pushed him? I'm going to impose my will on him. I never yeah. saw Haney really do that. No, I mean, and with his size, you you think he would have been able to bully him a little bit, right. you know, impose his will on him. And it, like you said, you know, Lomachenko was doing dictating the pace. He he led the fight. He he you know he pressed him, and it seemed like he was able to let his hands go uh, a little bit better. And and can we just say this? Um, and this is going to lead us into a, a an important uh, note here, but I'm seeing all the feedback from the fights. A lot of people. Are, have a very different take from what we're talking about right now. Some people say, how do you even think this was close? Haney dominated him. I'm seeing people say that. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and it goes to a, a bigger point here. Listen, judging a boxing match is not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and not, Well, I should say not as easy as people think sometimes. Yeah. Uh, perspective can be interesting, and there's a lot of different things that can influence yeah. a perspective. Uh, some very you know immediate physical things, and then some other outside things as well too. A lot can yeah. go into it. Yeah. Um, but people are some people on the other side are saying this was a robbery. There's a lot of corruption here. There's no way that Haney won. Again, we're getting all different yeah. takes from all different people. People feel very differently about this fight. 
I don't think that it was a fight to where you necessarily could call it a robbery. And I say that because for me, it was just close. And anytime a fight's that close, either way it goes, it's hard to argue or call it a robbery because we've seen robberies yes. before. Yes, we have. I mean, Casamayor, Santa Cruz, that was terrible. Whitaker Chavez. Yeah. You know, yeah. Whitaker Ramirez won. When, right. when Whitaker lost his O, it was you know, a horrible decision. Pacquiao Bradley won. You know, I had that fight 119-109 for Pacquiao, but Pacquiao loses a split decision. And, you know, I'd like to think, you know, I can judge a fight competently, but, right. you know, that was one of the worst decisions of all time. Uh, but, you know, if you want to talk about, you know, robberies and corruption, you know, all you have to do is go to YouTube. Yeah. Look, <laughs> look up Juan Martin Koji versus Edgar Gonzalez, December 17, 1993 in Argentina. You know, um Little known Colombian fighter goes to Argentina, challenges uh, for the WBA title. He um, he gets dropped in the second round, but he gets up and he knocks out Koji cold, knocks him out cold. And uh, Koji, you know, is given probably the longest count in the history of boxing. <laughs> I think uh, maybe like around fourteen, he count fourteen starts getting up, and then his manager climbs on the ring apron and holds him by the trunks while he's <laughs> when he's knocked out and. You know they they let they let the the round go on while Koji still has his trunks being held you yeah, know by yeah. his, by his manager, and they end the round thirty seconds early to save the man from getting knocked out. I think he even took a a shot while he was dangling, and it looked I mean it's kind of comedic, but uh, but this, yeah this happened <laughs> yeah this actually happened. You can go on YouTube you know if you want to get you know if you're a boxing fan you want to get pissed off <laughs> go go look it up and uh, yeah I mean Koji ended up recovering. They bought him all the time he needed to recover. He knocked him out. I believe the ref was banned for life. Wow. Um, and, I mean, I don't know that Koji or his manager or anybody else had any consequences, but that is that is corruption. That is a man who went, you know, to challenge for a title and got robbed of a knockout. We talk about being robbed of a decision. This man got robbed of a knockout. Right. And so. Extreme example of, of, extreme, of robbery yes. and corruption. And, and yeah. it, it, it happens. And so, like, this fight here, in, in my personal take with Loma and, uh, and, and Haney, I would kind of compare it to like when uh, my Dallas Cowboys lost to Green Bay Packers, <laughs> when everybody knows Des caught the damn football, and they called and they and they said it, it, they called it an, an incomplete pass because of some yeah, BS. Yeah. And uh, you know it was a bad call, but it was not corruption. Maybe right. you know it was just a bad call. And uh, you know boxing usually catches a bad rap whenever there's a bad decision because it has a history. Yeah, you know, and, unfortunately, and yeah. you know, there is a clear examples like I just mentioned, and you know, and you can go back to the, like the Frankie Carbo era, where fights were fixed and stuff like that. But uh, so yeah, it catches a bad rap. But at the end of the day, it was a good competitive fight. Was it a bad call? In my opinion, yes. But I mean, that's up for debate with anybody. I mean, absolutely, depend, depending on what you favor, you may have had Haney ahead. So it's it's not corruption, and it wasn't a robbery. It was a close fight. Yeah. It was a close fight. Could have gone either way. I personally felt, and remember, I picked Haney. Yeah. I thought Haney yeah. was going to be the one to win here. I thought Loma edged it out by a round or two. Um, but again, when it's that close, you kind of got to accept the decision. The thing that does bother me is is the Dave Moretti scorecard, 116-112 yeah. for Haney. But the, and it's not necessarily the score because, again, we're talking about a couple round difference yeah. here. It's the 10th round score yeah. where Loma had one of his better moments in the fight, if not his best moment, yeah. and he scored it for Haney. Yeah. To me, it's just like, hey, I got to find room to give this guy rounds. Yeah. We're going into the last few rounds. I'm running out of room. I got to score it this way. That bothers me. Yeah. 
Yeah, and he also scored the the tank in Garcia fight uh, that round ten ten where Garcia got dropped. How which, do you do that? Yeah, I mean that's that's incompetence. Yeah, it's or uh, corruption and ineptitude. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a guy that probably needs to be retired already. Yeah, uh, he's been been around a long time since the nineties. I remember his name being brought up. So I mean, long time, and you know, it's not the first controversy. I mean, he's been involved in numerous controversial decisions. I don't know why he still has the job. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that scorecard bothered me as well. One sixteen, one twelve for uh, for Haney is not the fight anybody else saw. You know, one fifteen, one thirteen. Yes, even though it's even it, even though it's a round difference, it's more realistic, and it indicates a much closer fight. Right. You know, one sixteen, one twelve indicates more like it was kind of obvious that he won. And if you were gonna give anybody a one sixteen, one twelve in that fight, you almost leaned to Lomachenko a little bit because it seemed like he kind of dominated the second half of the fight right and and again right that's 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 something that's going to be debatable but one thing i don't think we can debate is the 10th round i no. don't think we can no. debate that or it, the 11th it, yeah right and 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 it was scored on moretti's card uh for haney it's things like that man that really upset us uh as boxing fans i mean first of all it's hard for us to get the fights we want yeah and then we get them and there's all these things going on uh, they just kind of spoil the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, I'm not calling this uh, a robbery. Again, no. we, we we that's what we've discussed. We've made it very clear this was not a robbery. This was not any clear signs of corruption. It was a close fight. A lot of people saw it the other way. So a lot of people think Haney, you know, won this fight. A lot of people think Loma won the fight. Yeah. Uh, it's boxing, and uh, these things happen. Uh, we've got true examples of robberies. I don't believe this one qualifies, but nevertheless, here we are, man. Uh, Devin Haney is the victory by unanimous decision. Uh, improves his record to thirty and zero with fifteen knockouts. Yeah. Uh, Vasily Lomachenko uh, falls to seventeen and three with eleven knockouts. So, what's next then uh, with, with Devin Haney? Uh, I mean. Is it going to be a rematch? I've heard his team kind of like downplay yeah. the idea of doing and, a rematch with Lomachenko. And that's kind of a shame as well because we're kind of in a in a generation right now where everybody's kind of like, you know, if you get a, a close competitive win, the winning fighter usually goes kind of like, nah, 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 nah. Right, no right. rematch. No, right, right. And it's not just Haney. I mean, I think Alicia Baumgartner just did it to Michaela Ma- uh, Mayer right. in a very close fight, you know, and she refuses to give her a rematch. Uh, Colbert is refusing to give a uh, uh, Valenzuela rematch. Um, you know, I think Canelo in a way did it a little bit to Triple G, waited him out a little bit to give him the trilogy. So it just it it's it's kind of it's kind of the 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 era we're in right now. Nobody wants to take risks, you know. Uh, and really, it's a fight that the fans would want. You know, if it's a close competitive decision, why not? I mean, imagine you know uh, Jake Lamada saying to Sugar uh, Robinson, "No, nah, I ain't gonna fight you again after after he took his O." Yeah. Imagine yeah. that. You know, they fought five times. You know, I can't imagine. You know. Sugar Ray and Tommy Hearns not wanting to do it again, you yeah. know, it's just uh, it's ridiculous. It, uh, the the new generation that we have, it's a lot of business. Well, yeah. There's a lot more money in it now, and that has changed the attitudes and, and perspectives uh, on how these fighters negotiate these bouts. Um, but listen, okay, so if it's not a rematch with Loma. We saw Shakur Stevenson get in the ring. He he was yeah. trying to he was trying to chat. He was yeah. trying to get up yeah. in the face uh, with Devin Haney. Haney was wasn't really having it. They yeah. they kind of avoided Shakur. They were they were smart. Out of there. They were yeah. smart. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, and I'm not trying to be biased. You know, I know off camera I keep saying Shakur Stevenson is the best of that weight class. Yeah. 
They don't want Shakur Stevenson. I don't know. They, they, they sure don't. didn't look like it. They don't. And, and they're not going to want him. <laughs> now, it, it looked like Shakur really wanted peace. Have you have you seen that photo that's going yeah, around right yeah. now? It's a great photo. Yeah. And you know what, though? It's going to be a lot of 140-pounders looking at Devin the same way. Right. Because, I mean, this fight, you know, he showed that he, you know, he can, he can be taken to his limit. You know, he did look uncomfortable. So, you know, I can only imagine someone like Regis Progre licking his chops trying to get at Devin. Ooh. You know, um, you know, I, I don't think he would fight Roley just yet, uh, but I don't think Roley would want him either just yet. Right. But so the most realistic option would be the one, uh, the, the the IBF 140-pounder, uh, who I think is uh, Matias, Subriel Matias. Mm. That would be, that'd be a good fight. Um, let's see. We got uh, – Well, everyone's screaming for, you know, either Shakur or the match with Tank. Yeah. I just don't see it happening. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't either. I mean, if if this was his last fight with top rank, maybe we maybe we can see it. He, realistically, he might go back to Eddie Hearn. Is what I'm thinking. And you know, he's he, pro gray there then. Pro so pro gray can he can get pro gray. I'm sure. Like I said, Subriel Matias, the IBF champ, he could probably get him. Is realistic. He's gonna stay away from uh, Shakur. They're not gonna say it. They're gonna you know do a lot of posturing and all that. He wants no part of Shakur. Well, I think I think uh, I've seen a couple of quotes come from Devin Haney himself when asked about the match with Shakur or the match with Tank, and on both occasions when he talked about each of those fights, it's it's something that's going to happen eventually, you yeah. know, when it happens. Yeah, he's not saying, "Hey, that's not who I'm going for next." Uh, so I think you're right. I don't yeah. think we're going to get that. I'd love to see anytime it anytime soon. Oh well, come yeah, on. That's that's the fight to make. Come really. on, if we're gonna do uh, this, let's do yeah. it. You know, but as a boxing fan, that's what you want to see. But as someone who knows the sport of boxing, I doubt we see it soon. Yeah, yeah. and he also hinted at vacating the the one thirty five pound uh, right. title, so it's gonna be four belts up for grabs pretty soon. So, you know, there's a lot of fights to make at one thirty five. I th- I do think Haney's going to one forty though. I think he has to. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's just he too looks, big. Yeah, he looks pretty drained at weigh-ins. So yeah, I think he's going up. That probably could have hurt him too in the fight. Yeah. I mean, because that, that to make that weight, that's that's got to be extremely difficult for him at this point. Yeah, you can only go you know go to the well so so many times before you drain yourself too much and you're completely depleted. So let's say Lomachenko does not get the rematch. What does he do next? If I'm Lomachenko, man, let's wait out for one of these vacant belts. You know, if any moves up, you know, maybe take a tune up in between. But yeah, wait wait for a vacant belt. You know, he can probably still make 130 and go down there and dominate those guys. But I don't think he wants to do that. I think he he wants the 135. I think that's that's been his goal. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's going to – I mean, I'm sure he'd love a rematch, but he's not going to get it. And so his next best option is to just wait out, you know, Haney and see if he vacates the belts and the, challenge for one of those. The emotion that, that Lomachenko showed uh, after the disappointing yeah. defeat. Yeah. Um, what do you take from that? I mean, it, I kind of wish. I, I hate to see it. Yeah, I kind of wish they wouldn't have shown that. I, I right, think I sh- agree. They should have given him th- that moment for himself, you right. know, because he's not the first fighter who. He's a human being yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. And, you know, I know, and I think uh, the commentator alluded to it. Like, he's not a matrix. He's, you know, he's flesh and bone. That's right. And so he, they should have let him have his moment. It's a private moment. You know, when you lose a fight, you put so much into your training camp, you know, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. You're. You know, you don't see your family. You sacrifice a lot, and then you know to lose and to lose in that fashion, mm. where you think you win, it feels like shit. You know, yeah. so you know you. I wish it wasn't on camera. I wish I, they would let, let that be private. I agree with you, and I think that there are certain moments, man, where I feel that way, and I get it. Right, 
it's all about the drama and capturing the drama. Yeah. But there are certain things like that moment there or, you know, one, I'm trying to remember the fight, but I've seen it happen not just once, but I've seen it happen time to time yeah. to where a fighter will get hurt or, or knocked out and they will sometimes like cut to the family. Yeah. And, and and I'm like, what is like, that? Yeah, why? <laughs> why would you do yeah. that? And again, I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to create theater yeah. and not yeah. lose these moments to show the emotion. But I think things like that are a little bit classless. Yeah. I don't I don't like that. Um, you yeah. know, especially like when there's kids and like you see a kid crying, his dad just got yeah. knocked out. I don't like that. Yeah, no, there, it's, there, uh, there are certain I, I think there's need to be some kind of etiquette yeah. when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, there does. And, and I may be, and I may be alone in that. I don't know if people agree with me with that, or if they want to see those things. I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, like when they show maybe fans or like celebrities, they're right. there talking shit amongst, right. amongst themselves. Why not? Right. Why not show their, I their reaction? Right. But when it's a wife, a mother, you know, your kids, a child, and yeah. they're having a full blown panic attack because they don't know if you're okay. Right. You know, I mean. That, that ain't right. It, it ain't right. And let me tell you something. I don't know, you know, if anybody listening to this right now has ever been in the position to where they're not just watching a fight, but they're watching a fight where it's their loved one in there. Yeah. Let me tell you, that's a very different experience. I've got yeah. a sister who competed amateur and an amateur, yeah. amateur. Uh, she had an amateur career. And as much boxing as I've watched, I've yeah. consumed, you know, a lifetime of it. Yeah. It was very different when she was in yeah. there because it, it, there's just it's a different feeling. It's it's very real, and every punch, even the ones that look like they're not landing, you see them all. Yeah. You feel them all. You're concerned about them all. And so in those dramatic situations, again, I think there needs to be a little bit of etiquette on the behalf of the networks uh, and and the promoters who put this together. But yeah. again, that's kind of a rant a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and I understand some people probably do want to see that, but yeah. I, I just, again, that's just my two cents, if you will. Yeah, no, same here. I mean, I agree. And, you know, they, they need to have some some privacy when it comes to stuff like that, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, your you know, your loved one's already going through it as it is. Right. You know, and all of a sudden, you know, you're putting them on camera and exposing them to get memed. Right. You know, stuff like that. And it just, it's no sense in it to me. I, I agree. I agree. Uh, listen, real quick, man, this is just a quick episode recapping. Uh, on the uh, Devin Haney Vasil Machenko uh, bout, uh, but also quick uh, in the news uh, since our last episode, Ryan Garcia has officially hired his new trainer, uh, Derek James. How do you feel about this pairing? I think that's a good. It's a good. Uh, it's a good pairing. By the way, Derek James also the trainer for Earl Spence Jr. and Anthony Joshua. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I didn't mention him when we were talking about it before because I just assumed he would stay in Southern California. Mm-hmm. But this is a good. It should be a good fit. I think he should. Uh, he should improve drastically, and you know, uh, I think uh, he's uh, he's got a good team around him. You know, I think he'll be handled, held accountable, and uh, I think that's what he needs. He's he's in a situation where he can really uh, grow from this, so that's good for him. I mean, you know, uh, Derek James wasn't on my radar uh, when it came to Ryan Garcia, but after thinking about it, after it was announced that that's the direction that uh, Garcia decided to go, I thought about it for a while, and I said, you know what, that could be just right for him yeah and he's could got be. a he's got a good rapport with uh, errol spence too you know you see them right. at the fights all the time so i mean this could be a good thing for him yeah if you can get a little bit of that kind of action yeah i mean i'd be interested to see what ryan looks out his next time out his next couple of times out yeah just get you yeah. know hey, let me ask you this as a yeah. trainer and a boxer yourself how long does it take for a trainer to have an imprint on a fighter is that something that immediately happens or does it take some time it just depends what type of fighter you're getting. Okay. Like if you get like someone like Ryan Garcia who's already a star, 
what you're going to do, you're not going to redevelop him. So what you're going to do is you're going to, you know, tweak a few things here and there. You know, maybe work on a certain part of his game that has been lacking. In this case, his defense. His defense needs some work. So you probably do a lot of defensive stuff with him, try to improve that. And then just sharpen up his strengths, you know, stuff that he's already strong with, strong at. You know, start sharpening it up a little bit more, you know, refining it a little bit more. Uh, but you really don't want to change the fighter. Uh, but you, you can add things. And like, like I said, in this case, you could probably add some better defense to, to Ryan Garcia. Well, that would be something to see. That'd be something to see. I, like I said, I'm curious to see what he looks like in his next couple of bouts uh, with the new, and, you know, new trainer Derek James. Uh, and he did hint that he was going to come back quick. He, uh, on his Instagram, he did hint he was going to come back quick. So we'll see. Looks like he's in the gym. Yeah, looks yeah, like he's in the good. gym, motivated, which is interesting because he's the richest he's ever been. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey. hey, a guy gets a payday like that, man. He might take some time off, but Ryan looks hungry. Yeah, but he also lo- looks like he put a, a chip on his shoulder now because he took that knee, you know, in front of the whole world. Yeah, and so. You know, there's a little bit of he wants to redeem himself, you know. So you know, we'll see. You know, he did hint he's going to come back soon. Let's see what he what he comes back with. Let's see what he does. Absolutely, yeah. man. Uh, real quick, I uh, want to cut to this before we dip on out of here. Uh, we're also coming off the uh, PGA Championship. Uh, my pick, official pick was Dustin Johnson. I was this close, and I mentioned it. I, I said it. You can go back and listen to the audio. I wanted to pick my man Brooks Kepka because that's my favorite golfer. But I went with DJ on a hunch, plus I was getting a little bit better odds. But Brooks ends up winning uh, the PGA Championship, which is interesting because it's the PGA Championship. And Brooks Kepka currently plays for Live Golf League, uh, which is referred to as the rival league to the yeah. PGA. But he still wins the PGA Championship, making it his fifth major title and his third PGA title. Uh, so congratulations to Brooks Kepka, my guy. Brooks, I salute you, my brother. <laughs> oh man, there it is. What, do, what am I going to get you out on the golf course, man? Man, uh, just let me know, man. I'll, I'll be willing to learn for sure. Hey, that's for what's sure. up, man. That's <laughs> what's up. We're going to have to get him out there. Yeah. Uh, Fernando, appreciate you, man. Hey, no problem at all. And uh, look forward to talking more about fights. Uh, we talked about the Garcia tank being the potatoes and uh, Loma Hank being the the steak. But if you want to make a little room for dessert, we're gonna. <laughs> We're gonna have Naoya Inouye yeah. versus uh, Fulton pretty soon. I think that's gonna be the it's gonna be nice the cherry pie after your meal right there. The cherry on top. Yep, yep. And then of course down the road, uh, you know Taylor against uh, Lopez. Yeah, that's gonna be a good one too. That's Cannot wait. One. That's a bonus right there too. Yeah, for sure. Cannot wait for that, man. Some big fights coming up. Of course, we'll keep up keep you up to date on all that's happening, all that's shaking, all that's moving in the sport of boxing. And of course, we're gonna sprinkle in some more of that fairway content as well too man fernando we appreciate you brother hey thank you for having me man can't wait to to do the next one man as always till the next time keep your hands up